just want to say a word here to all the, the believers that, that are, are being oppressed, uh, are going through depression, and going through all kinds of, uh, you know, mind games, and uh, you feel like at night you can't even sleep because you have all these thoughts you are battling. Even, even your body is still, right? Your, your mind it's, it's, it's like a war room, you know, and, and, and you hear all kinds of thoughts. And, and I know because I've been there before, amen. And friend, this is warfare. And, and God has given us weapons and our weapons are not material. They're not carnal. Look at this, 2 Corinthians 10. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Always remember this, your emotions, right, are a, a reflection of what you are thinking. That's what I, I just told my son the other day. If you feel bad, it's because you are thinking bad. You are thinking bad thoughts, right? Thoughts of darkness, uh, you know, things won't look good tomorrow. I don't think I, I'm able to, to do that, you know, and, and you, are, you are negative. So your emotions follow your thoughts. But if your thoughts are positive, I told him that, you know Jesus will be with you, amen? When you go to school, He's going to walk with you. He's going to be your best friend, amen? He never leaves you. And your thoughts are positive. Guess what? Your emotions will be positive, amen? So your, my friend, your emotions are an indicator of what you are thinking because we are so used to thinking certain thoughts. It's been there for a number of years that we don't even know we are thinking those thoughts. But our emotions cannot lie. Our emotions, if you're experiencing uh, depression, you're experiencing thoughts of self-loathing, you know, um, uh, you feel uh, inferior, you feel uh, lousy, you feel even bothered. It's always based on the thought that has preceded that emotion. Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, take no thought, take no thought, saying. How do you take a, a, a wrong thought? It, you know, the devil shoots thoughts in your mind and you take it, you take it by saying. Take no thought, saying. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? How shall we be clothed? Worrisome thoughts. Thoughts that cause you to be depressed. Thoughts that cause you to, to uh, 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 feel all this sense of hopelessness, helplessness, amen? A feeling of abandonment. Friend, you take those thoughts by saying. If you are suffering mental depression, listen to what I'm going to say, amen? Just live one day at a time. Get up. Just do what you're supposed to do. Next thing and the next thing and the Holy Spirit will lead you first step by step by step. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Doesn't light up all the way to the destiny. To your de destiny. It doesn't. Doesn't show your destiny. David took one step. God told him to bring. He obeyed his father. Imagine if David didn't obey his father at 17 years old. The father says, bring this bread and cheese and bring it to your brothers and the captains that is in front and they were uh, having a showdown in front of the Philistines where Goliath was challenging them, but David did not know because David was back in Bethlehem taking care of the sheep, but he obeyed his father first step, one step at a time. He didn't see his destiny to end up by killing Goliath, end up becoming king. He did not see all that. He just obeyed one step, bringing the bread and the cheese. Your miracle is waiting for you, but all God wants for you is take one step. Maybe just go up there, and sit down and watch TV. And you take one step, just one step. Don't worry about tomorrow. But I, I'm not working, don't worry. One step will lead you to your job. But I'm not married at my age. One step will lead you to the right place. Imagine Rebecca went that morning, not knowing that she will meet her. She's about to meet her very, very anointed and rich fiance 
or husband to be, which is Isaac. But she met the servant, right? And, and she, she, she was just obeying the Lord by being generous to feed his camel. End up, she became the wife of Isaac, Abraham's son, who inherited everything from Abraham. One step at a time. Show them the Message Bible, uh, Matthew 6. It says like this, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. This brings out the spirit of what Jesus is saying, don't worry about tomorrow. This is a message translation. Enough problems today. And the manna comes daily. And there's enough manna for one day at a time. Our minds are the ones being attacked. We are attacked like, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, people cannot focus because today especially, the, the phone and um, our social media and the, the kind of culture that we live in is full of distractions. We are so afraid of missing out that we want to have every information that we can have, but that knowledge, isn't, does it remind you of the tree of knowledge of good and evil? The tree that God didn't want man to eat from is not just the tree of evil. It's the tree of knowledge, of good, of good even, and evil. Amen. God wants man to live from the tree of life. Amen. So knowing that knowledge, what has it done for, you, for your marriage? What has, has it done for your health? What has it done for your peace of mind? What has it done for you financially? What has it done for you, especially in your walk with God? Amen. Enjoying the, 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 the kingdom life. Amen. That God wants you to enjoy the abundant life that Jesus came to give you. What has it done for you? You spend so much time. You should spend time. Why? But the, Isaiah says it like this. And it's so relevant for our times. He says, why do you spend time for what is not bread? And for that which does not satisfy. Why do we spend so much time? Amen. We should, I'm not saying you don't throw your phone or whatever. I didn't say that. I'm saying control it. Don't let it control you. Have you ever read this verse? Hebrews 11 verse 1. Faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The Bible says now faith is. Both now, between faith is now and is. Both are present tense. Live in the now and you live in the realm of faith. Because you know what? Fear and worry got to do with nothing but nothing to do with it now. Fear is something to do with the future. All right? Worry is the future. Guilt, condemnation, regret, the past. So if you are in regret, you are worried, you are not living now. If you live in the now, the Bible says God is a very present help. He is a very present help. Very present help in our time of need. Amen? The devil wants you isolated. He wants you to think that your problem is uniquely your own because you are a strange person. You look at your friend, they're all happy and all that. You are strange. You see the thoughts that go to your mind? Only you have this kind of thoughts. Only you wake up in the middle of the night. Only you have this depression. Only you. So the problem is, is this. The devil likes to isolate people. And that's why the Gadarian demoniac he was all by himself, all alone and all forlorn, all sad by himself. And he was cutting himself suicidal and all that. But notice he was by himself. It's the work of the enemy to cause antisocial behavior and also to isolate you from people. How do you withstand the enemy? Steadfast in the faith, knowing the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. There's something about 
about brotherhood and sisterhood that God wants you to learn in this warfare business. If only we can sit down, and pastors do that a lot. We pastors, we have learned to be vulnerable to each other. I'll, I'll tell them, do you all wake up in the middle of the night now? Like, uh, for no reason you wake up and you can't sleep, and you start having bad thoughts, you know, bad thoughts about your family, bad thoughts about the future, bad thoughts. And you feel like you are, you, are un, you know, like a dark, a dark thought come, dark thoughts come on you. Do you feel that way? And then someone say, hey, Pastor, these few days I feel the same way. You know, so in that brotherhood, there is that, that expression and you realize, hey, I'm normal, I'm normal, I'm also normal. Amen? Oh, we are all under attack. Let's pray for one another. You need that brotherhood in a care group is one of the best places. You need to be connected with God. God, God wants the church to be uh, uh, relational. It's not meant to be Lone Ranger. Even Lone Ranger got tonto. All right? <laughs> but God wants you to be related to each other. Amen? Can I have a good amen? So don't just come to church and go off, you know. Get connected somehow. Get connected in a care group or in a, in a ministry. Get connected. I mean, get people you can call, call on when you are down or whatever. And, and when you share, something happens. Even half the burden is, 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 is uh, lifted when you start sharing. Amen? The devil will come to you and knock you on the head because the Bible calls him the accuser. He's the accuser of our brethren. And guess what? His main job is to accuse. That's what his name means in Hebrew. Hasatan means the one who is a prosecutor at law. See, the prosecutor may know you have a good case. He will never argue your good points in court. He will always argue your bad points. Amen? And, and, and you know, we all know we have, we, have, we have not just a few, we have a multitude of our sins. Amen? Staring at us, before us. Amen? So, the more you look at yourself, the more you see despair, darkness. The more you look within yourself, there's nothing but depression. Amen? There's darkness. The answer doesn't come by looking at yourself. You know the truth. And that's why people are not buying this lie that I'm okay and all that. People are taking their lives and, and more so than ever during this time. I'm talking about the, the root cause of depression and frustration is to take your eye off yourself, my friend, and look to Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. Hallelujah. Our faith is actually the word our is added there. It's, he's the author and finisher of faith. Amen. The more I look to Him, faith springs in my heart. The more I look to Him, I'm transformed from glory to glory into His same image. Hallelujah. Not by my efforts, but His Spirit in me. The more I look at Him, amen, my snake bites, my sickness becomes health and wholeness. But the more I look at my wound, there's no help there. The more I look at my bite, I, I, there's no help there. I must look away to Jesus. Amen. I must look to Him. And what a beautiful object the Lord has given us. The Father gave us His Son. And you know what? We are discovering more and more at each, each passing day how beautiful He is. How He loves us so. What do you do when you can't sleep? Meditate. If the devil wants to keep you awake, let him pay. That's why it says, you shall meditate on my word day. His delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law doth he meditate and he shall be. I will say the next day, he shall be like a tree planted. I don't know how many times I've meditated and then I fall asleep into a deep sleep. I'm telling God as my witness. There are times I cannot sleep, I'll just meditate. If well, I can't sleep, meditate. But... It's vain to sit up, sit up late, worrying, 
rise up early because you're worried to eat the bread of sorrows. Why? For so God gives His beloved sleep. So if you're having trouble with sleep and all that, number one, you need to realize that there is the provision where God gives sleep. Can I have a good amen? Ask God for it. But you need to understand that God gives His beloved sleep. You must have a sense that you are loved. Establish that first. Don't struggle with sleep. Establish the fact, you, I'm, I'm God's beloved. But pastor, what if that sense is not, not strong? Then listen to my sermon about the secret of John. Until it's so established in your heart that at night when you sleep, you find yourself being cradled in His bosom. Amen? Jesus rested on the Father's bosom even when He was on earth. He rested on God's love for Him. Amen? When He was tempted or tested by the devil in the wilderness, what did He say? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Right? There's a first temptation, right? And there was the first response. But what did the Father just tell Him? The Father just said to Him, You are my beloved Son. In you I am well pleased. And Jesus lived by, He says, Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word. You are my beloved Son. In you I am well pleased. You know what hope? Hope means, hope with God is not, I hope things will happen. No, hope means it will happen. What you dream will happen. All right, God will meet the desires of your heart. All right, God says, have hope. Man says, don't raise your hope. God says, raise your hopes as high as the throne of God. Hallelujah. Amen. You have a God. Those other people say, don't raise your hope. They don't have a God. You have a God of grace, of goodness, of mercy. Amen. And you know where he puts this door of hope? You know where to find a door of hope? God says there's no temptation, no testings, no trials that has come on you that God will not give you the strength. But find the way of escape. There is a door in every test. There is a door. Where do you find this door of hope? In the valley of Accor. What is the wonder word, the valley of Accor? God expects us to study the Bible. And because some of us don't study, we come to church on Sunday, I'll tell you what's Accor right now. So can you all go back? This is the last verse already. Are you ready? It's a word for all of you. All right, it's a word, a promise in your valley. Akor means trouble in Hebrew. It means trouble. In your valley of trouble. Notice that when you are in trouble, you feel like you're not in the mountain. You're in the valley. Pastor, I have all these depths looming. I'm all down here. I feel crushed. God says, you know what? In your valley of trouble, I will open to you a door of hope. Pastor Prince, you don't understand, Pastor. The doctors have given me some alarming news that you're in the valley. You're going through a valley now. God is going to put the door of hope. And every time you open this door, don't forget what we learned about the door just now in John 10. When you open the door, you step into life more abundant. And you'll find pasture. God puts a door there. Alright? Don't open other doors that men try to put down there. Alright? The door is Jesus. When you open the door, you'll find life and life more abundantly. So what trouble are you going through right now? God is putting right now, in your valley, a door of hope. His name is Jesus. And what do you do with the door? Open it. Amen. Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. Amen. Once he comes in, 
your sickness goes out. Once it comes in, your lack goes out. Once it comes in, peace on the house. I just want you to, to know right now that there's an anointing that's releasing people from depression, from discouragement, from self-pity, from anger, from resentment. I see like doors unlocked. I see prison doors flung open with a loud sound, the clanging sound. I, I, I hear, I hear like, like Elijah hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I'm hearing the unlocking of locks. I'm hearing prison doors open. I'm seeing people free from years of depression, free from discouragement, free from anger, a life of self-pity, a life of being angry, angry with people around you. You are free. This is your jubilee. Because He loves you, man. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Be free in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, I command the spirits of depression, the spirits of discouragement to loose you and let you go now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now Holy Spirit, pour in the love of God that is shattered brought by you. Pour into every heart. Know that you are loved. Know even when the troubles are of your own making. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Even when you walk through your own will, your own violation, you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. Thank God, He's always with you. Let's learn to flow with Him. Let's learn to flow with Him. And when you get discouraged, tell Him. Tell Him your discouragement. When you are down, tell Him. Tell Him and prove to yourself what a friend, what a wonderful friend He is. Amen. A friend that sticks closer than a brother.